Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, she, her, and this week we dive off the deep end, friends, into the land of social media. And luckily, we have Heidi Dean to guide us through it. Now, for many artists, myself included, my relationship, our relationship to social media can be a love-hate. It can be hard. It can be confusing. Well, after this episode with Heidi, I'm fairly certain you will at least view these as different types of opportunities for you to show up, to reframe it as a way to really connect with your community in an authentic and comfortable way that hopefully surrounds gratitude and fills you with joy. This is yet another conversation that will be a note taker. Heidi is so generous with the different tools that she shares about the different types of platforms, what feels in alignment to you, learning about different parts of yourself that you might want to show up with, all of these things and more in this episode. So without further ado, enjoy. Hello, welcome to this week's episode. I am here with someone who, honestly, if I'm being really, really transparent and candid, I'm anxious about this episode because of what you do so well. <laughs> like, I am so excited to learn from you during this, and I'm so, so grateful that you are here. Heidi Dean, welcome to this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so, I'm so excited to meet your community and help them with their social media. Yes. Um, for anybody who is listening who does not know the brilliance of what you do, who are you today? What do they need to know? I'm Heidi Dean. I'm known as Marketing for Actors, and that's the number four, pretty much across social media. Mm -hmm. um, my pronouns are she, her. I'm a mom to a kind, beautiful seven-year-old girl named Tallulah. That's my number one thing in life. <laughs> um, and I'm married to a Broadway and television actor, Philip Hernandez. Um, things about me. I love a good cup of coffee and usually a big yes. cup of coffee. And are, you, are you like a coffee black, coffee milk, coffee? What, coffee black. Coffee? Oh, coffee okay. Black. Wow. Well, I didn't do dairy growing up. So uh, I was allergic when I was a kid and okay. actually outgrew the allergy. But it's oh, like wow. when you just learn, you know, habits like that, having cereal plain, having coffee black, you don't, you don't really change yeah. it. So, so yeah, coffee black. So I love coffee. I love a cute pair of cowboy boots. I have quite a large collection. <laughs> Did you grow up in the South? No, I grew up in California, but I grew up, my dad always had cowboy boots. I will talk about my, my past, but sure. I uh, used to, uh, I used to be an actress and I used to sing and um, I learned to sing on country music. So when I was totally. little, so I always had cowboy boots and kind of help me discover my big voice, I guess. Yes. <laughs> so, but what I do now is I'm a social media strategist for actors and artists. And it's really my job to take them from rookie to rock star on social media. And it's just the best, best job in the world. It's fun. And I work with the most inspiring people in the world, you know, yeah. actors. So I've been working with actors for years now on their marketing and their social media. But before that, I was a professional actor for about 20 years. Okay. Actually, like I said, grew up in sunny Southern California. I actually joined SAG in my early teens. And that mm. was when it was just SAG way back when. Yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to New York City when I was 18 to go to NYU for, for acting. And um, that was at uh, Cap 21. I know you do musical yeah. theater. I did right? a, I, yeah, I did. I actually did like a Cap 21 pre-college program there my junior year of high school. 
Um, what a wild time. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So I traveled from California to New York at 18, and then I've been in New York ever since. So I feel like I bring an interesting you know, view to what I do with social media um, because of my acting background, yeah. um, but also because I teach social media full time. I'm in right. it 24 seven. So I bring an interesting perspective because I get it. I know how challenging it is to juggle all the things as an actor, right? Yeah. Acting class, auditions, you know, rehearsals, your day job, maybe a family. And now you're having to use these things like social media and all the tech on top of it, right. self tapes casting profiles, Zoom, you know, especially Zoom auditions. If you're singing, forget about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and everything on top of all that, it can feel like a whole lot of work, right? And so that's that's what I do. I, you know, I, I help actors really take the eck out of their tech and their social media. So. Oh, cool okay. Talk. I'm, I cannot wait to dive in. I have so many questions just spiraling <laughs> in my brain right now. I first want to know what made you, I guess, You've been in this sphere now for how many years? Oh, for a very long time. I stopped acting in 2010. Right. So yeah, so, so 12, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. 12 yeah. years. And I would say that that would be even before social media, the way that we know social media now is. So back then, A, what made you decide to pivot? And B, how did you know how to do that when it wasn't the thing that it was? Yes, yes. Um, it's actually a long story. I'll try to give you the tweetable version. We have time. We're here. So, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and I don't tell this story very often, only on a few podcasts, because um, I didn't go straight from acting to social media. Yeah. So, so there, was, there was an in-between. Um, I mean, as I said, I, I had been an actor for 20 years. I had done it since I was 10 years old. Yeah. So at a, at a very high level. So I, you know, I, I started to kind of like not be in love with acting anymore, which was something I never thought would happen. Mm -hmm. And I had actually started a side business that was supporting my acting career um, that I created a gluten-free baking business. I didn't mean to. My now husband, but boyfriend back then found out he had celiac disease right. and the products were terrible back then. So I I'm a really good cook. I started baking and making stuff for him, which eventually everyone said, you need to get these into stores. I had products all over stores in the city, Hudson Valley, New oh York. Gosh. And so I started really loving that. I was helping actually so many people um, with these actually like healthy products. Mm -hmm. And I found myself wanting to do that more than act. Right. So that was actually really my segue out of acting, um, really finding something else I really like to do. And with that business, I, of course, had to learn to market it. And I had to learn the beginnings of setting up a blog and um, and the beginnings of social media. Right. right. So um, so that's actually how I learned marketing and social media was on a totally different product-based business for wow. myself. And then I ended up selling that. And because I wanted to, uh, you know, we eventually wanted to have a, a family. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the transition from food to back to artist right. was easy because my husband is, you know, a Broadway actor, television actor, and he has an album. So we actually wanted to find ways to market his album and started working on his social media it started taking off. And then of course, working actors, no other working actors. And I started running social media for other actors and then bigger actors and bigger actors. And then eventually with casting directors, producers. So I was a full-time social media manager wow. for a little while. And that is when this business came about because I started seeing the mistakes actors were making all the time. 
And because they thought I was this big actor, because they thought I was this casting director, this producer, and how they were trying to network, how they were trying to approach me as these people was hurting their career. And nobody Mm. was helping actors with this at all. There was, you know, you'd occasionally find the advice from a casting director that was like, don't do this or don't do this or don't do this. But no one was helping them actually set up a strategy. And so I kind of pivoted to from managing to educating. Mm -hmm. And that's when I created marketing for actors, the blog, and it just within a year, it just exploded. And that's kind of where we are today. That blog was started in 2015. Okay. What were some of the things that you saw as you were managing these profiles that you were like, oh no, (laughs) oh help. Yes. Well, I mean, it's just the approach to relationships. I mean, the, the reality is social media is is like just the best tool for building new relationships Mm -hmm. and also for, you know, staying top of mind with the people you already know in this business, right. To lead to more work. Um, But the, the way actors were approaching it was just totally, totally backwards. Right. So that was the number one thing. They were going up to people they didn't know me, right. (laughs) Running social media, pretty much saying, watch my stuff. Right. You know, watch my stuff, cast me, do this. That's like going up to somebody on the street you've never met and saying, hi, nice to meet you. Can you do me a favor? Right. And that is what I saw multiple times a day over and over and over again. Um, so really just teaching them, really starting with teaching them the, the basics of social networking. And um, and yeah, so that's how it, it kind of started from there. But that was that was that was the biggest thing was just the uh, the approach of, you know, knowing that, you know, you need to be interested in the other person before you ever ask something, you know, you know, we become interesting by being interested. Right. Right. So, so that was the biggest thing. I guess the other thing would be um, with their posting. Right. So if I did click over because I was done posting and I was interested to see who was interacting with my account, seeing actors, um, seeing how they were using social media as a self-promotion tool and seeing how that most of them were only using social media for self-promotion, but they weren't giving me any insight into who they were. Mm -hmm. They weren't, they, it was just all about me, me, me. right? Right. Um, and I'm sure we, we all have that friend, right. Who like rarely ever post until they have a show or a booking. And maybe that friend is you, right? (laughs) You listening right now. Um, And then you go from posting, like not posting for months to posting five times a day about this thing, right? And that's what I'd see. And so, um, you know, anyone listening, you've got, it's so important. You have to know social media. It's not just for telling us about your bookings and promoting your projects as awesome as they are. Your social media, it's a storytelling tool, right? And, you know, that that's a big switch. I think uh, I saw the time and actors needed to to realize, um, especially now social media. It's so visual. Right. Video is everywhere. I, I look at platforms like Instagram is like the movie of you. Mm. Right. You're the star. You're the director. You get to decide who the supporting cast members are in your story. Yeah. And you get to decide how you're going to tell that story online. Exactly how you're going to tell that story. Yeah. And that includes what parts of your story are left on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. right? But this movie is, isn't is terribly interesting if we only hear about it when you book something or every right. time you want us to go see your show because 
you're so much more than the projects you book, right? Yeah. Every actor is so much more than the, those those projects. So, I mean, we're talking about posting now, and I could yeah. probably talk about posting all day. We could do like five episodes on it. <laughs> I mean, look, come back. We're here. <laughs> um, but for everyone listening, you should have a nice mix of what I say is three different types of posts. Okay. Um, if you're able to write this down, if not come back mm -hmm. and tune in again. Um, so three types of posts that you should have on your, on, on your social media profiles. Uh, number one, storytelling post. These type of posts, they really help us get to know you better right? I call these like brand building posts. We get to see a little behind the scenes of your actor's life and we get to see a little bit more about who you are as a human, right? These storytelling posts tell your story. Would you say um, that these are like, these are things that if we, if we were to put them into different umbrellas or categories, like the storytelling part would be like my backstage routine part of things. And like the storytelling part of my life would be like me hanging out with my dog and going hiking as in those fall into storytelling. Mm -hmm. yep. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we can even break down how, you know, how you can set up a strategy to effectively tell your story because it shouldn't mm -hmm. be random, right? The topics you talk about, but the three types of posts, yes, yeah, storytelling behind the scenes to your life as a human and behind the scenes as an actor. Um, the second type of post, community post. So where our storytelling posts really help um, our audience get to know us, community helps us get to know our community, mm -hmm. right? This is where we ask our questions of our community, we get to know them better. And then the third type of posts are self-promotion posts. They should be like, like we're juggling. I wish I could juggle because I would actually do it right now. <laughs> Not that you can see me, but. <laughs> That's a cute little gif though. Like, I don't know tech enough to know, but like you do clearly that like has, and you have like three different little images of like the storytelling one, the community one and whatever going around. Is this yeah. something real? Amazing. Uh, yes, maybe I've got to learn to <laughs> juggle. Um... <laughs> So those are the three types of posts, storytelling, community, self-promotion, storytelling, community, self-promotion. They don't have to be, you know, even, mm -hmm. but we need to see a little bit of every single one. But the biggest mistake I see actors making and what I saw so often, especially in the beginning, was that you're only juggling one ball. Right. Self-promotion, 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 right? There's no posts that are helping us get to know you better. And there's no posts that, that help you get to know your audience better. Okay. And what the big thing that happens when an actor does this and they're only doing promotional, promotional, promotional is we start to tune them out in the feed. And mm. it, it's not even intentional, right? It's that person like, oh, they're always promoting something. Right. And if you're not like my BFF, it's very likely I'm going to hit mute or unfollow you, yeah. right? So just remember social media, it's not just a self-promotion tool. It's a storytelling tool. Yeah. And you really should be juggling these types of posts. Um, I love that breakdown so very much because it allows one to think about the ways in which one can show up. And I feel like we so often were like, oh, now I have to post something. And then there's a pressurized aspect to it versus thinking about it in this expansive way that allows you to think of, oh, these are also important facets of my life that are also worth sharing just because they might not seem like I'm winning a medal doesn't mean that I should be withholding that. Yeah. I want to talk about the community part though, because I feel like that's so interesting. Is this more like uplifting people that you know of in your in your life that are doing awesome work? Or is this more a matter of these are causes that I am a part of and I want to amplify? What about the community part do you find successful? The community is more, these are posts for your community. So um, we probably have to rewind a little bit to, yeah. to, to figure out what your community is. But 
So these are, you know, asking questions of your community, Got right? It. Like who, um, we're going to, we'll rewind a little bit here, the top posting strategy. Okay. So whenever I work with a client or a student or someone in my community, we start with an exercise called putting the me in your social media. It's mm -hmm. a series of 10 questions that are really the, the whole goal is to uncover who you are, your awesome self, right? They're going to uncover strengths. They're going to uncover weaknesses. Uh, they'll uncover causes, values, things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do this exercise. We figure out what makes you you. Step two of this exercise is setting boundaries. Um, we set boundaries. It's important because if we don't set boundaries, we're going to overshare, Right. Uh, or we're going to undershare because we're going to be, we're not going to, we're not going to be sure what we're, you know, what our story is. Right? right. So we have to set what I call is your nunyas and it's a totally made up word, but I want you to think <laughs> about the last time you saw like a late night show or Ellen, you know, a show where they're interviewing yeah. celebrities, right? There's a hundred, 100% chance that that actor, that person talk to that host ahead of time about what topics were off limits so that they didn't have to say none your business, mm -hmm. right? Those are your nanyas. Those are your personal boundaries for social media, for interviews in your life that you're not comfortable talking about right now. Got okay. It. And it's different for everyone. Some people, um, you know, where you worship, who you love, who you vote for. Some of these are nanyas. Sometimes they're not nanyas for other people. Right. Maybe yeah. if your mom showing your kids is a nunya for one person, but for somebody else, it's not. Right. Like, perfect example. Carrie Washington, nunya's husband, kids. Uh, Busy Phillips shows her, you know, shows right. Birdie all the time. Right. So we've got their nunya's are totally different. So we do this exercise. We figure out who you are, but then we go back to these questions and then we cross off your nunya's. Right. Anything that you're not comfortable telling what's left, your story, your story mm -hmm. that we can tell online. Right. So we're going to get really specific about three or four things. I call this your fab four, the four things that make you fabulous that we're going to come to know, like and trust about you online. Mm -hmm. One of them is acting. A second of one might also be if you're multi hyphenist, might be writing, producing um, music if you're also a musician. But then there's another one there that is something behind the scenes. What else do you like outside of acting? Um, it's even better if it obviously ties into how you can be cast, right? Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the mom example. If you're a mom in real life and you play a whole lot of mom roles, then, and you're okay with sharing your life as a mom, then that is a great thing, great topic that right. you can tell your story, right? That's part of your fab, your fab four. So, um, so really we have to get specific about what we're comfortable talking about, what we're not comfortable talking about. Once we figure this strategy out, then it's easy to go and make community posts because we know exactly who our community is. If mm -hmm. I'm an actor slash mom, um, who, you know, is passionate about, um, rescuing animals, right? Animal <laughs> rescue. I know exactly who my community is because I'm going to go after an audience that likes these things, right? Your target community, the audience that you're trying to attract is going to do what you do, love what you love or value what you value. So once you figure out what those topics yeah. are, then it's really easy to create community posts for this exact community. Does that make sense? Very much so. Very, very much so. I had to rewind. So yeah. Get there. <laughs> no, thank you for doing that because- it makes so much more sense now. I was thinking of it in a completely different way. <laughs> and so this is very clarifying. I guess- uh, well, and Actually, not to interrupt, but yeah. the way you're thinking about, about it is great. And community, um, you know, it, 
volunteering, community, your people, that could be part of your fab four, right? right? That's just another thing that you're, that you're going to post about, right? Yeah. I've used the mom example, but maybe it's not being a mom, you know, maybe it's about animal rescue. Maybe it's about uh, self-care. Like mm -hmm. what, what is it for you? Maybe it's about the, uh, the homeless shelter that you, that you volunteer at every single week. Maybe right. that's part of the story you're telling. Maybe it's the story of kindness. You know, I've got mm. lots of kindness stuff around me. That's part of, part of my brand is yeah. being obsessed with coffee and kindness, right? <laughs> and, and social media. Um, so community in that way can also just be one of the topics that you Got post it. about. Okay? Got it. This is so helpful. Have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece? Are you applying to BA, BFA, or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process? Are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing, in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it. I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists, and I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. My next question now is with the influx of various social media platforms, I feel like that can be, an I know for myself, an overwhelm of option. And obviously there is a way to recycle, you know, you can do a reel on TikTok, you can do a reel on Instagram, you can put a version of that on YouTube, whatever. Um, but how do you find the for yourself and or your clients the balance of these different platforms? Is it pick one, stick to the lane, or is it do the thing and try to post it across? What is the balance? Well, first, you need to make sure you're on the right platforms. You do not need to be everywhere. That's impossible. Even I'm right. not, I don't play everywhere. I kind of ditched Facebook a little while ago. Mm -hmm. um, I got rid of my big Facebook group. I am rarely ever on my Facebook page. Uh, you just have to make choices. And really the, the three questions I always say you need to ask when you're deciding whether to join a social network or when you're deciding whether to ditch a social network mm -hmm. is you need to first ask, does it help me? Does this network help me reach my career goals? Okay. So, so why are you, you know, why are you using social media? What are your goals for your social media? And does that platform help you with those? You know, perhaps maybe growing an audience is one of your goals, especially your content creator, like growing an audience is important, right? Mm -hmm. So the platforms you're on, are they serving that goal? 
Like maybe Facebook is not serving that goal. So maybe you need to not use it and then go use Instagram because it's easier to grow there or TikTok or maybe Twitter's easier for your content. So you need to ask, you know, does this help me with my goals? If you're a working actor, you may actually, you know, that you may be live tweeting every Tuesday night. If you're not on Twitter, then that's a missed opportunity for your goals, right? Because that's an easy way to grow, grow an audience. Um, maybe you're in a show that there's, they're always, you know, doing Instagram takeovers. Well, then it's kind of a missed opportunity to not be utilizing the platform that the show you're on or in is using, right? right? So make sure that the platforms you're using help you reach your career goals, okay? Um, number two, which is big, does this platform help me with my networking? Okay, what do so you mean by networking in this particular moment? Networking your your relationships. Okay. Does this help me, you know, maintain the relationships I already have? Mm. And or does it help me possibly meet new people that I want, you know, that I want to have in my community? Yeah. And a lot of times you'll find out that that platform you're on might not be the best place for you to play. Okay. And then the last question you must ask is, do I even enjoy this platform? Okay. And that's after you've given it a chance and you've learned the 101. Don't just, you know, say, I don't like this because you haven't learned it. Learn okay. the 101, learn how it works, and then ask yourself, do I really enjoy this? I mean, we all have different skill sets. And, you know, I have clients that are comedians and writers that love Twitter, but they can't stand Instagram. And okay. they can think of content like that on Twitter. You put them on Instagram and they're like, I have no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. So for them, Twitter is probably a better place for them to play, right? They're going to be happier. And as long as it's helping them with their goals and their networking, that's a, that's a good place for them to be. Um, but there's other people that are more visual that hate Twitter, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got to ask yourself that, right? I mean, I, People are always surprised to hear that Twitter is actually my favorite platform. Really? And I am I'm a, surprised. I'm a words person. So actually, if you really look at my content, most of the concepts originate on Twitter wow. because I, I'm a planner. I like to write things down. I test my ideas on Twitter. If a tweet does well, I'm always looking at my analytics and I'm like, oh, this really landed for with my community. They really responded to this. Then I look at that post and I go, hmm. How can I take that concept and make a TikTok or make a yeah. reel with the same idea? Um, or is it better suited for a YouTube video or a live? But I've tested it on the platform that I know it's easiest for me to create, mm -hmm. to create posts just because of how my brain works. So, wow. What about those people? I like, I felt myself feeling that when you, when you're like, when you enjoy this platform. What about the people that have resistance just generally to social media, but recognize that it is a helpful tool and see the perks of it via their other, you know, castmates, collaborators, whatever. How do you bridge that gap for people to even want to begin going down the social media journey? Well, they, they have to know the reality of like, you know, it's know. 2022, you know, when mm -hmm. I grew up, when I was an actor, we had pagers, right? We had pagers, like the only tech tools was like going to Kinko's to print out your resume, right? Yes, <laughs> so actually. That was the extent of it, right? We're in a totally different place, right? We're even in a different place than we were three years ago. Correct. You can decide not to use social media, but at some point it will affect your career. You're going to, you know forget about the idea of followers, but at some point they're going to look you up and see that you're not even on Instagram, that you're not even anywhere. And the producers of a show, no matter how you fit into the business, um, you can't, 
it's almost like you're not a team player because you can't help share the project. Mm -hmm. And this other person that maybe even has a thousand followers can share the project with their community. Right. right? Um, And also at some point you will want to use social media. Something will be very important to you. And it might have nothing to do with acting that you're going to want to share with the world. You're going to want to use your voice and you're going to be really sad when you don't have a community to share it with. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you start growing an audience around these things that are important to you acting, but remember those other things, those other things you value, you're going to have a community where you can use your voice. So I don't know very many artists that that's not important to them. So think about it in the larger space, but also baby steps. So we were Mm -hmm. just talking about like, you know, giving you the questions about how to pick a social network. You don't have to be everywhere. Choose one. Choose one that you think you're going to most likely enjoy Mm -hmm. or choose one like Instagram, which is kind of, you know, for the industry, it's kind of like Kleenex for social media, right? So choose <laughs> choose something like Instagram and, and start experimenting, mm-hmm. right? Start experimenting. It's such an amazing time to be an actor now. I mean, now that we have Reels and TikTok, your actors are literally being handed a virtual stage to perform on, mm-hmm. to share their talents. And it's not even weird because there's people who are not actors and singers who are doing it every day. And actually getting cast and yeah. <laughs> right and record yes. deals. So why are you not doing it when you do this for a living? It's a missed opportunity, you yeah. know. So um, just baby steps. Learn one platform, and and manage it like a business. Yeah, I think the helpful reframing that just happened for me when you just talked about that was the idea that there will be something that is personal to you as like a human that you're going to want to share at some point. And if you don't have that community that you have access to in that kind of way, like then you miss out on that milestone share, forget the immediacy of, you know, like, well, this is a way for you to continue showing yourself and sharing what's happening now. But there is an element of this, this potential gorgeous life moment that you want to amplify in a not icky way, in a genuine, this means something to me. And I want to find my people in this space to be able to share such a great moment in my life with them. And I think that's such a wonderful little shift to recognize that, yes, the social media space can be all these other things and you can make it all these other gorgeous things that it has ingrained in it. But that first step of just even venturing into it for the sake of building that community is so important. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's all about community. That's a switch. A lot of actors need to think about It kind of goes back to what we just talked about, about they, they, I think they think it's an icky self-promotion tool when in reality, social media, it's about conversations. It's a dialogue, it's community. And, you know, I have this next to me because I just did a video. It's (laughs) for people listening. It's a megaphone. And most actors use social media like this thing, like a megaphone to broadcast their news at people. Instead of using social media, like a telephone to talk with people, Mm. right? To talk with a chosen community, right? And um, when you start making your social media about community and you make it a dialogue, you make it a conversation, you can, nothing seems promotional. This is actually, we could have talked about this before. Like we were talking about juggling the balls, right? One of them self-promotion. Well, if you know how to 
do it correctly. You can take any promotional post, any self-promotional post that seems like it's all about me, 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 Mm -hmm. and you can make it a we, right? Mm. You could totally transform it from a all about me to a we. And there's so many ways you can do this, but a really simple way to make it a me, to make it about community is turning a post into a question. So instead of saying, come to my show, come to my show, come to my show, or watch my web series, watch my web series for the 10th (laughs) time this week, uh, for the 10th tweet today, why not ask a question, you know, just turn that phrase into a question. You can ask, you know, what's, you know, what, what was your favorite episode this season? If, you know, if you have a web series, or maybe you ask a question specific to the episode, right? We're making it a dialogue. We're taking it from an all about me, 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 and making it a we just by asking a question. And now it's not self-promotional. It's, it's actually more community building posts, right? And it prompts a dialogue with your followers. And now you're actually creating community around your acting, but you can do this with all of your posts, Mm -hmm. right? You're making it a, a dialogue and it has a great side effect when you do this when you ask more questions in your post and make it about other people it totally affects your engagement right i yeah. you can look at my post i get a lot of comments on my post and because i always make my post a conversation so mm. you got to start treating your social media more like a, a telephone <laughs> I don't know if you can see my phone case. it's so cute I love its little VHS it's oh my VHS. god your I case. just got it it's so amazing for our people listening, my phone case is a VHS um, tape. I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> I have a mixtape too. I'm, oh you know, God. I'm born in 1980, so I got to bring back the 80s. So yes. make sure you're using, you know, social media more like a telephone, not a VHS, yeah. more like a telephone <laughs> than a megaphone. Okay. Um, and I guess actually one more way I'll give, I'll give your listeners one more way that yeah. they can kind of make things more community building with their post. Okay. It's a great trick to, um, for taking any post that seems like it's self-promotional mm-hmm. um, and making it more of a we, a community post, um, is I call it posting with gratitude. Uh, when we get in self-promotion mode, especially if, you know, if you're an artist, you need views, you need to sell tickets, you need to get butts in the seats, right? Yeah. You tend to have blinders on, right? You get selfish and all your posts are about that, getting butts in the seats. Uh, when I was a teenager years ago, in the 90s um my That's mom to be a teenager fyi it, i mean like i lived really my was. best life <laughs> i mean everybody it, will say that but like 90s teens angst yeah. mm-hmm. it was epic so good yep. music <laughs> yeah yep. um so when i was a teenager years ago my mom um you know sometimes i'd get a little selfish like you do sometimes when you're younger and um and my mom would look at me and she would just put her hands up by her face and say, Heidi, your blinders are on. So you guys mm-hmm. have to go to YouTube to see half of this podcast, Correct. apparently. Um, <laughs> so um, she, she put up her hands right by her face and go, Heidi, take the blinders off, take the blinders down, take the blinders down. And then after a while, she would just say, blinders, blinders. And after a while, she'd just look at me like this. And I knew oh, exactly wow. what she was talking about. So we have to do the same thing um, as a business. That would be for me. But for you as an artist, you've got to tear down these blinders when you're promoting and you do it by posting with gratitude. So think about it when you're posting about a project that you you're working on, or maybe it's a throwback Thursday, then you worked on it in the past. Instead of always talking about yourself, invite somebody else into the conversation by making them the subject of your post. Okay, so instead of posting about, you know, this picture, here I am on set. 
invite somebody else in by making them the subject. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for actors because it's a collaborative art form. So the subject of your post could be a fellow cast member, the director, someone from hair and makeup, uh, your understudy or the whole project. Right. And you post with gratitude about them about that thing and it really it works every time if you're doing it authentically because you're uh, you're posting about somebody else right the post is about them it's not it's a we it's not a me 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 anymore you had totally taken the blinders off right my mom would be very proud and in (laughs) in this case um when you make a post a we like this it's great for your networking and your relationship building and your yeah. community building as well, right? Yeah. And you're so, also amplifying other people's work simultaneously and sending exactly. people elsewhere. And yeah, everybody's winning. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. in the reality is you're posting about one of your projects. You you might even be, you're in the picture with somebody else, but you're making it about somebody else, really posting with gratitude about someone else. And if you post like that and you also ask questions, right? The two things, you don't have to do them both at the same time, but you have posts that you're asking questions, you're posting with gratitude. You don't actually have to worry that you're posting too many self-promotional posts and you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry that you're looking pushy or self-interested or that you're going to annoy the crap out of your friends with (laughs) posting about yourself, right? Um, Because it's really, it's about the collective we instead of the all about me. Oh, these are so helpful. I'm like, in my brain clocking all the <laughs> that I've like ever made and being like, oh, did I do this? Do I do this? And I'm just doing like my own internal inventory now of assessment and trying not to panic. Um, uh, and you know what? Self-promotion is fine. Like you, you no, can, no, no. you can't say, like, oh my God, I booked this. This is amazing. Like, but this, every post should not just be about Absolutely. me, right? Absolutely. You got to mix it up. So. How have you found now with reels? Because, you know, back in the day, not even too long ago, you know, Instagram was exclusively just pictures and then it became stories and now there's the reels and then you have TikTok. How have you found a balance between the type of content, like literal video content or photo content and when one matters versus the other? Does it matter? I mean, obviously algorithms are real and it's favoring videos, but. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely favoring videos. It's definitely, definitely favoring reels. Um, If you're an artist, like use reels. I mean, I don't, there's, there's so many ways you can use them. It's reels are scary for a a lot of people. I I get myself included. I am, (laughs) I I have not taken the plunge and I'm terrified of them. Oh my goodness. Okay. I know. We need a pinky swear right now. Pinky promise that you are going to create a reel. I'm literally sweating with the idea of a pinky (laughs) swear on it. Like truly, I know we do it with EAC and, and that's fine. But I have, I have like, I just went on this hiking trip to Acadia and I have so many gorgeous videos. And that's like, I would say like, Hiking is my personal love, that and my dog, Walter. And so that would be like my other umbrella. But I have all this gorgeous content. And I'm like, this is a real, Jen. I know it in my brain. This is not a story. This is a real. And why am I not doing it? So I guess yes. the question is, re-ans- is re-asked. <laughs> Reels are just vertical video. And when you think about them as that, it's just vertical video. It's up to 90 seconds, even though we can talk about why you should not be using 90 seconds if you've never made a reel. Um, (laughs) You know, it's up to 90 seconds of just vertical video. That's not that scary if you are already using video content somewhere. I mean, this could be you talking to camera. If that's too scary, it could be a behind the scenes of we can see what you're seeing. 
you know, right. behind the scenes. Um, you can experiment with some fun audios, right? So, or some fun transitions. They're not that hard to make once you know that it's just a magic trick of motion, you know? Uh-huh. Um, there's And there's so many ways you can share your talents, right? If you're a singer, like you have this stage to hop on and sing a couple lines from the song you're obsessed with, yeah. right? Um, there's so many musical theater performers that have albums. You can actually use your music on reels and have people share it in their post. Uh, hello, think about the opportunity for getting your music out there, right? right? Um, it's just vertical video that you can share your story and share your talents with the world. Um, I almost, uh, most, uh, well, the, with the exception of Twitter, I'd say, all my content now is pretty much video. I, you know, I do carousel posts sometimes, but you know, years ago I hated video. I actually have a whole couple videos on my YouTube channel about my fear of doing video content. I'm naturally introverted. Most people are shocked to hear that because when you hear me talking about social media, I can talk forever. If I go to, I go to a party, I am, and I don't know anybody I'll be like in the corner by myself. Um, So this whole, I'm an, I'm an introvert in an extrovert's job really in social media. So I have many videos on how to be, uh, you know, if you're consider yourself an introvert um, on social media, how to thrive on my channel. So if you're hearing this, go check out my YouTube channel. I will. That's Um, that's, that video (laughs) will help you. And I have a video on how to be better on video. (laughs) And um, because it's something I really had to, to learn. I really struggled with how do I be myself on video? How do I get my energy on video? Mm -hmm. And how do I get past the fear as well? Because that's a lot of it. I mean, um, you know, I just actually worked with a client yesterday and he said, you know, I remember when I got on the call, he said, how do I get over this fear that I think folks that, that I think folks will think my content is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I hear this all the time, you know, um, number one, I told him to stop letting fear control his life because I knew he was probably doing it in many parts of his actor's life. Right. Um, but he was struggling with, you know, what will people think? I struggle with that every day, but I do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and he had, you know, he had to know, you have to know if, if, if you're worried about like making reels because of fear, um, right now I live North of the city, New York city now. And, um, it's garden time, right? And we have hmm. um, we have strawberries everywhere. I mean, we're making yeah. jam. That's how many strawberries we have. And you can be the most delicious, ripe, beautiful strawberry from my garden right now. And someone in the world will hate strawberries. Right. They will hate that delicious garden strawberry. And they're probably going to even tell you why, right? The right <laughs> people are going to love you and your content and the wrong people won't. That's just fact, right? And it's your job to be specific with your posting strategy about what the topics you're going to post about so that you attract the right people. Okay. Um, You know, people unfollow me every day and I'm actually so happy because the right people also follow me every day. So, you know, if you're not making reels because of fear, which I know that's a big thing, you know, what will people think? You're, you're, you're actually just doing a disservice to the world by not sharing your story. You know, you're actually making it about you. So why don't you make our day and share your story, right? And attract the right people that are going to also want to follow that story. Um, Other thing that came up with the client, you know, what will people think? Um, You know, what if I suck? That's a big, (laughs) what if they suck? Well, guess what? Um, They probably will. Your first one will probably (laughs) suck because it's supposed to. 
right? It's supposed to. You can yeah. go back and look at my first TikTok. It's not good. Um, but you have to give yourself permission to be bad at something now. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to happen, but you have to show up. Um, I have a, a, a new membership community. You know this, uh, mm -hmm. all the tech savvy actors. And our motto is you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. You know, you don't have to get it perfect or, you know, it doesn't have to be right in quotes. I have air quotes going on. You just have to get it started, get it going. The yeah. goal is not to be perfect. It's just to get started. And I feel like we're always going back to connection, conversations, community, because a, a big thing I teach is with your post, focus on connection, not perfection. Hmm. Focus on connection, not perfection. You know, even if my post... And this is what I do every time I post when I go, oh, my God, am I really going to post this ridiculous video of me cutting a wig in a bathroom? <laughs> I have a real where I have Yoda ears on. I'm in a, I'm going to be in the forest and I have stuff flying through the air. Yes, and, you do. And um, <laughs> I'm just focusing on the idea of what the post is about, that I'm focusing on connecting. It, it's not going to be perfect. I'm focusing mm -hmm. on connection, not perfection. So if I doubt myself at all, even if one person, it helps one person. I've done my job, yeah. right? Yeah. Even if I, my post connects or helps one person, it's worth posting. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start feeling like, you know, nobody's liking my stuff or maybe it doesn't matter. You are somebody's favorite account on Instagram hmm. or you're somebody's favorite account on Twitter or on TikTok. Show up, post, make that person's day. Okay. Oh, Just I love do it. That. You know, I love that. And I guarantee you, everybody, you are somebody's favorite, favorite account. Don't no matter how small your account is or how big your account is. Oh, what a little, I mean, it goes back to, you know, truly why people are artists, I think, mm -hmm. right? It's like you are the only person in this entire, and just humans just generally, but you are the only person in this entire world who can share your stories or these stories in this way, because literally you are you and no one else is. And, yep. you know, reminding ourselves that this is yet another way to be the vessel through which you can share these stories and that it is that in it in and of itself is your gift. I needed that reminder for myself with this. So, you know, cause we can, we can get really tunnel visioned about it and you see part of the, the art of the marketing of say Instagram as like the company itself is you see other people's successes or you see other people doing it really well and compare leads to despair. And then that becomes the whole spiral of, well, now I'm in paralysis and I don't even want to venture down this path because they're doing it so well. And who am I? Where it, it is the other flip of I am me. And that is why it is the way that it is. And that is good. And mm -hmm. they do them the way that they do. And that is good too. And we are not in comparison. We are two separate human beings who even if I was quote unquote on their level, whatever that even means, we would still be doing it differently because we're literally different people. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'm uh, in my tech savvy actor community right now. We're doing an Instagram reels workshop. I'm teaching them six step-by-step -step tutorials that actually teach you how to use every button on reels. Yes. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. And so, um, but what's really great is I'm watching the students do the work and some of them are using the same audio and every single person's is different because right. they're, they're funneling it through their story. Yeah. Right. So they're using the same audio, but how they interpret it and how it applies to their life as a mom or a vegan or their actor's life yeah. is totally different. So it's, it's been such a beautiful uh, experiment this month to actually 
you know, usually I work with, you know, clients one-on-one, but to Mm -hmm. actually watch people doing the same exercise together and see how different everybody is. Nobody has done the same exact thing. Even with watching my example, they could all just copy. Right. Um, But it's been beautiful to really see how everybody interprets it and how they each tell their own story. Yeah. I do that with, with um, when I do masterclasses, especially with scenes or with sides and honestly, also when somebody gets, you know, sides for an audition, it's like if every single person is given the same exact material and they go off for 10 minutes or however long they luckily have to prep it, you will hopefully see 10 different versions of the same thing. Like that is the wonderful exercise of being given the same material and recognizing, oh, what is the sweet spot in here is literally you. <laughs> like it's yeah. you all have the same text. You are all starting at the exact same place. I've given you all of these tools through which you can break this text down. But because you're who you are and the life that you have lived and the lens through which you see the world, like that is literally how you will approach it. And therefore it will be its own unique thing. Mm-hmm. Um and this is just yet another tool for you to, you know, take another person's sound and make it yours. <laughs> exactly. And the the reels are beautiful for that. Really, they're, right. I think they're great for us seeing your point of view, right. seeing your sense of humor, seeing how you look at, you know, how you view the audio, but how you view the world. So I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, I think it's been a great change with social media, even yeah. though at first it terrified me when I got on TikTok two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm too old for this. But I've, it's changed me. It's changed my content. Mm. Um, it's made me even more extroverted, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm having more fun than ever on social media. So if you need a reason to do it, do it because yeah. it's just, it's like I said, I'll be dresses. I'll be, I'll be Yoda here. <laughs> I'll be Yoda in, in the woods. Y'all need to tune to the YouTube for a, yeah. a little. Oh my God. This is so cute. You look cute <laughs> as a little Yoda. Oh, I bought these with my daughter and they've actually come in handy. They've been in multiple stories and, but yeah. they, will be, they will be on Instagram. Uh, so whenever people are listening to this, just scroll back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I, we have covered so many things. I guess my final question as we start to wrap up is what do you wish you knew when you were first starting out on social media about the benefits of it for your artistry and networking, whatever that word means, and community? Yeah, well, actually, I'd love to rewind again, but to rewind in history for me, uh, something I didn't talk about on this podcast is like when I first got on social media, I did not like social media. I, I was not a fan of social media. I thought hashtags were stupid. I just, Mm -hmm. I didn't see the point of social media. It just seemed like a big time waster. Right. Until I started to realize the benefits of social networking, you know, the fact I could, find a community of like-minded people or like-hearted people. I could find, a, you know, I could connect with this person that I would never be able to connect with offline. This was like, it kind of blew my mind. And, you know, that for me was, it took a little while to get there from, mm-hmm. you know, Heidi pre-social media to teaching it, you know, to get to get there. But if I had known that in the, in the first place, that social media, I say, it's like, I have thousands of copy dates every week. And it's just me commenting, messaging people I know, staying top of mind. Um, I'm going to say something that every time I say it live, it blows my mind. So my blog was started in 2015. I have never once reached out for one opportunity 
and I've spoken, you name it, SAG, Equity, SAG Foundation, film festivals, po mm -hmm. million podcasts, universities. Like I have spoken everywhere. I've never reached out for one opportunity. Wow. It's always come to me because of either the presence I created or knowing how to put myself in circles of, you know, people that were related to that conference. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know. I just found you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I have actually never reached out about one, one thing. And that blows my mind to this day that I can still say it seven years later, Wow. You know, seven and a half years later. I mean, think about that, how that could apply to acting, right? If you yeah. could put yourself in the communities that you want to be a part of, maybe that create the work that you want to create, the stories you want to tell, or put yourself in circles of people who you want to work with, who you'd love to, you know, maybe it's a director, a musical director, maybe it's a choreographer, you know, um, maybe it's a writer you want to work with. Social media kind of broken down those doors, Twitter, Instagram, platforms like those, where we can actually build meaningful relationships with people in the business. It's, it's amazing. So all my friends now are, I've met every single one of them online. <laughs> wow. So. Wow. I mean, that's been cool with this too. Like you're one of, you're a perfect example. I have never met you <laughs> like, yep. and it's been such a cool vehicle for me to be like, Hey, I really admire what you do. I really love the work that you're putting out or what you stand for, your values let's Kiki on a podcast episode and get to meet you. And now I'm, you know, becoming an even bigger fan. And then the, the, the circles, you know, expands from there. But it is true when you're standing in truth and what you know and you're authentic in whatever that is, people sense that and they gravitate towards it because we all want that for ourselves. We want to be surrounded by people who are A, like-minded, but B, doing things in a truthful, honest way, because that is hopefully how we're just aspiring to live on this planet. Um, yep. How yeah. cool for you that you've never had to pitch ever. My, my, my husband <laughs> says, can you imagine what would happen if you did? I said, well, I wouldn't have any time to do anything, yeah. <laughs> anything else. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I've never had to pitch and I get I get uh, coaches and I, I also work with businesses behind yeah. the scenes on their social media mostly creative businesses, arts-related organizations. And so many of them ask, well, how did you get to speak for this person? Or how did right. you get to, I'm like, they just contacted me. Um, <laughs> or, well, I knew, I, yeah. you know, I'm friends with this person. And so I just made sure I was in their conversations on social media. And so when they needed somebody to speak at that conference, guess what? Wow. They found me. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Lucky you. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Um. I'm going to have to listen to this episode like six more times and write down all the things because I was actively listening and interacting, but I have learned quite a lot during this as I'm sure our listener has as well. So the lucky part of this is you can always go back and listen over and over and over again or view this on YouTube over and over and over again. Yes. So the you little, can, exactly. The you're missing, on the you're phone. missing out if you didn't see the YouTube. Yeah. Y'all there's <laughs> props. There are props in this video. There are that, lots of props <laughs> <laughs> that are at the ready just being thrown around and lifted. You might want to tune in for anybody who wants to a reach out, express gratitude, whatever, whatever, what is the best way within your boundaries uh, respectfully to reach out? And if they want to work with you, you have many a course, many a platform, many of this. What are those best ways for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, if you want to just say hi, Instagram is a great place. So you can comment on a post. Uh, you can message me. My inbox is super crazy, but 
if I don't, if I don't respond in messages, comment on a post and say, hi, tell me where, where, you know, you heard me. Um, it says the best place for that. Um, you can find me at marketingforactors.com. That's the number four. And you'll find everything there. I've got online courses for actors. I have a tech savvy actor community right now. That's my new membership community where we take the ick out of your actor tech and social media. Love you get it. access to me every month with trainings and Q and A's. And then I also bring guest experts that help you with all the other techie things you got to do. We're doing lighting this month, EPKs next month. We did IMDB last month. So it's just a wonderful community that's going to help you embrace all the techie social media things you have to do as an actor. So you can look that up at techsavvyactors.com as well. Um, uh, uh, Two things for totally for free to help your audience. My YouTube channel is like Netflix for social media marketing for actors. Um, That's youtube.com slash Heidi Dean. And you could spend a lot of time there. There's a ton, a ton of great content, all free. And then I also have 30 post ideas for actors that are totally free. If you go to postlikeaboss.com, postlikeaboss, you'll get 30 days of post ideas for actors, totally free. And what's great is they're going to be a combination of, you know, self-promotion, community and brand building building posts. So you can start juggling those three balls instead of just self-promotion, self-promotion, self-promotion. Yeah. So if you, you're one of those actors that struggles with sharing yourself or building community with your post, that, that guide at postlikeaboss.com will totally have your back. Wow. 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 This was the most filled, (laughs) resourceful episode. I'm endlessly grateful that you've popped on to our community to share this with us so openly and graciously. Um, I anticipate people being really pumped about what you've shared and hopefully venturing over towards your community and we just get to expand communities together (laughs) and support one another more. So thank you for all that you're doing um, and demystifying and embracing these things in a way that allows each of us to hopefully find ourselves in it. I feel very lucky that you've given us that opportunity. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. This conversation was a huge realignment for me in the way in which I could view social media as this wonderful tool for me to connect with my community and show up for myself in ways that feels good. I hope you too were able to discover something for yourself within this episode and perhaps put it into practice on the various social media platforms that you decide fill you with joy. If you liked this episode, please like, rate, follow, and most importantly, review us. This allows us to meet other actors, artists, professionals who need to be having these types of conversations. If you didn't like this episode, just let this slide. If you aren't doing so already, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and more on our website at EmpoweredArtistCollective.com. Also, if you are somebody who appreciates a good merch moment, you can find that link in our show notes below. As always, I am so, so grateful that you keep popping on back to listen to these episodes. And if you are new here, welcome to this community. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope to see you again next week. Until then.